To me, my podcast listeners, welcome to another installment of the Dom of X Show. I'm your host, Professor Dom Torres, and here at my side, the staunch, the lovely, the one and only, Mr. Dylan Gray. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I I can't believe it took us this long to read this book today. I'm not going to lie, man. Wolverine is one of my favorite characters, and this just hit all the notes, sir. Right, like, I just want to start off by saying this was great great comic booking going on here don't you think oh i completely agree let's let's not even waste any time let's get straight into the logan epicness that is wolverine issues number one through five story by benjamin percy interior work and art by adam kubert and victor bogdanovich colors by frank martin matt wilson lettering by Corey petit interior and exterior designing by tom mueller and senior editing by jordan d white why do we love i, I want to ask you this simple question and what do you think and what do you what do you why do you love logan why do you love wolverine as a character because there are i think there are a lot of different reasons to why wolverine hits emotionally for a lot of people and why he's so popular i want to know what specifically it is about him that you love that that you keep going back to whenever you read a logan book he has this thing where he's just always he's he's been through so much you know he's been around for well over a century okay he's he's seen it all done it all in multiple universes and no matter how bad he gets with what he does he's there's this there's this feeling of guilt this of always trying to just be a better person no matter what even though he knows he has to kill people he still is trying to be a good person. And, and and through that gruff exterior, through all that drinking, through all that isolation he goes through, no matter what, he still is loving and caring. And that's that's what I like about him. That's why I think Logan is is my favorite X-Men. You know what I'm saying? I'm no filthy, that's for sure. Oh, I'm come like, on. Don't, don't, I'm... A filthy <laughs> uh, Cyclops fan. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure out a name for a Wolver- or for Wolverine stands soon, soon enough. It'll, it'll come from this podcast I have, I have a feeling that's my prediction we should just call but, you yeah you know, no. no i got something we should call wolverine stands bloody because of all of the red that that lo- oh my god bloodies and filthies yes i love that bro that's it i'm a bloody you're a filthy I, let's do it let's do it man this is brilliant that's canon now guys that's canon. so let us know at us right now are you a filthy or are you a bloody let's hear it let's go that's... yes yes but like all that aside, you know he's had amazing like solo stories. He's got Old Man Logan, classic. He's got Enemy of the State, the, arguably the best Wolverine story of all time. Um, there's that Savage Land story uh, where he goes, uh, drawn by Mignola, where he goes into the Savage Land and like has like a full on adventure out there. I mean, even the the two random issues of where him and Punisher and like Africa together, like it's just there's just so much there. He's so freaking awesome. And I, I'm just, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And really, it, you can't just get any better. And I mean, it doesn't just stop with Logan, okay? I also love X-23, Laura. She is great. She's amazing. She she is has a lot more, she has a completely different life because Logan was kind of brought into the life of a badass assassin uh, against his will, you know, with the Weapon H project and all that kind of stuff. Um... But she she was not only brought in against her will, but she was raised in it. You know, he he was already a grown man by the time he started seeing all the, all the blood and, and guts and everything. She she was a child, a child. Okay, right, a child. and right, right, and and 
what I think resonates for me because I still like Logan, even though you, you I, I, I like the other, I like, I like the guy with the visor more. No shame, but I love Logan because, again, like I've always said, the reasons to all of the turmoil that he's gone through as a character. Like this guy has has gone through literally so much in his life. Like he's seen all of his friends die. He's he's like through all the pain and turmoil with with the Weapon H project and, and being Weapon X. And, and the experimentation that, that he's gone through. I think it's interesting to see him go solo. I think in respect to whatever the, the, you know, the X-Men are. Because he is a mutant. He, he is in this different sort of world. But when, when he's solo, I think he has a chance to shine. Because he gets to truly show himself. Not just as a part of something. But like who he is as a character. Like what is, in, what it's, what is inside Logan. Like all the, again, all the pain, the turmoil. And... And the stuff that he's gone through. It's it's really fascinating to see Logan A be written by someone so incredibly awesome like Benjamin Percy, who understands the core of his character, and and B just the fact that he's back. Like, can we relish that? Like Logan is back and he's full front and center, and people I think people are excited for that. You should be happy to see Wolverine back on in your comic books, in full flesh, in full form. I am. Oh my god, are you kidding me? It's amazing. It's great. It's great. And to speak more about what you said about him going solo too, I think the other good thing about him being solo and like, you know, not working with X-Force or anybody or the or any kind of teams and just being by himself is he also doesn't have that burden of worrying about other people. He has a healing factor. He can always heal from everything, but there's people that he goes with that may not necessarily be able to i mean though in this era of x-men you know the idea of losing people doesn't really matter anymore um but it's it's still something that he doesn't have to worry about while out on his own you know you know the most interesting part of this book and why i was dangerously excited for another wolverine ongoing is the fact that wolverine can't kill people anymore they have outlawed straight up outlawed killing on Krakoa. We, Professor Xavier and the council said, you know what, we're done. We want to show to humans why we've evolved, why we're better, and why we're here now. And that involves no bloodshed of, of any kind that, that involves maybe, like literally annihilating other people. And with Wolverine and with, again, what he's gone through and the number of blood that, you know, blood stains that, that's been on his fingertips, it's now interesting to see that, yo, like, I can't kill anyone. How am I supposed to get around that? Because I got claws that, that stab through people and that, that those could kill and pierce and, and, and strike at the hearts, literally, of his opponents. How do you go around that? And I think that's what this book can and has offered. Like, let, let's let's try to roam around that. No more killing humans and, and all of that Kirkoan nonsensical rules or whatever the heck they have. Well, it's very sensical if you really think about it because it's about being a better, a good example for the humans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're playing their game right. of, of, you know, using money to kind of get sovereignty and all that stuff, but they are immortal now. And that, and, you know, not only are they immortal, they're, they're also morally better than, than them because they, they can't, they can kill them all very easily, but they choose not to because they want to be a better people if that makes any sense right and right I, right that speaks just that speaks to just the the whole foundation of everything that uh hickman is laying down here you know i mean all these characters i mean you get just you just get to see all these people just pop up you know the i think uh percy talks about it 
in, in his writing where, where Logan's like, you know, it used to just be like, this guy's going to kill me. Uh, he's my enemy, but now he's my neighbor. Now I have to sit at the table with him. You know, like, it's not like it used to be anymore, you know? Exactly. And speaking of Percy, the 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 artist that he brought on or is working with in this book, can, can we just celebrate the fact that Adam Kubert is back to drawing an X-Men ongoing? I am just... So much. Oh my I, God. Amazing, right? <laughs> His the level and and the the excellence that the the Kubert name brings and and what Adam has already brought to the X franchise and the way he draws Wolverine he he draws one of my favorite if not my favorite Wolverine I think it's just awesome to have him back that that is something I think as an X fan if you've been a long time X fan and you've been following Kubert's work his art is nothing but stunning on the covers and in these issues like it is flat out awesome. Yeah, and the Kubert family is that's a dynasty right there. Like you have you have Joe Kubert, you have you have Adam and Andy, and now Emma Kubert, who has her own book uh at Image Maine. I don't know if you knew that or not. I knew so, no. Like, we're I, talking that's three generations of comic book royalty as far as I'm concerned. And it's and they all just put out this just so much good work and to have them back, to have a Kubert on an X book is just, for lack of a better word, sploosh. Just sploosh. Like, the, oh my gosh, the way that he draws Wolverine and all of the emotions and the and the, the stuff that his character is going through in the book, it's very fluid, but it, it's, it also, it's also gut-punching. Like, when he's angry, when he gets out his claws and, and he's ready to fight, like, you feel that. You feel that in, in the book. He like Logan is angry. He's ready. He's got his he's got his claws out. That's just that's just what at the heart of Wolverine is. Kubert gets it. He just gets I think everything about his character. It is awesome. Claws out, balls out. He he gets that 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 and Adam is just he knows exactly what he's doing when he's drawing Wolverine and he hits the tone so perfectly. Like even just the way he stands, the the little little veins that pop out when he's showing anger, just just everything about the 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 sadness in in Logan's eyes, you know, because that's that's what we we see. You know, we have we see sadness, we see anger. Those are usually the things, but not only that, in the beginning of this arc, he's playing freaking hide-and-seek with a bunch of mutant children. And, like, now we get to see, like, this, like, more Uncle Logan, for lack of a better word, you know? I, I like that. I like that sort of part of the beginning where he's playing with, with the kids. and It's like he's, like, an old school teacher again. But it's not like, oh, he's a grumpy old man. who No, it's like, oh, snap. Like, he's enjoying playing around with the kids. It kind of harkens back to that scene in house of x number one where gene gets with her her students on krakoa they're going in for the first time and the students are all playing with logan and, and they're just tumbling like they're tackling him in the grass and, and trying to get him it's like yeah that it, it sort of gives you that happiness vibes and those those factors of hey like we finally got paradise it's all good we're all chilling we're happy here and that's and that uh, that was a really good scene that was a really fun drawn scene from 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 Percy and Andy or Adam I should say and and it speaks to like where where Logan is like as a person now you know because he doesn't have to be like you know always on the lookout always on the move constantly you know now he has a place he could literally lay uh lay his hat you know put his feet up a little bit and like 
be kind of the person he's always wanted to be because at the heart of it all, he doesn't want to fight. I mean, that's what he has to do, but he doesn't want to. And and this new this paradise that's Krakoa is just it's it's just it's just nice to see him in a good mood if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. You know what the best other best I think the best part though about issue number 1 was the heart to heart that he had with Catherine Pride. Just the, just the two of them drinking beer cuz that that to me was like, okay. I, I, that's where we're going to play. I I can dig with that because like I could carry whatever about the X-Force stuff. Like, okay, but hey, the, these two drinking beer on the Marauder is like peak heartwarming stuff right there it's so awesome totally totally no that was and she's kind of trolling him a little bit you know it's, it's a light roast you know like who who who, who that i think she says something to the way like wow you've gone so soft logan like what's going on bro but like she's just making fun of him she loves it you know she loves to see him just just i don't want to say happy go lucky but happy is definitely definitely a word i would say you know I mean, I probably said it like 10 times already in this podcast. <laughs> you have. You have indeed. It's all, like also like the the way that it's drawn to like the double page spread where, where we have literally the whole conversation is panel by panel. And it's it's either like, you know, them pouring in the actual alcohol, taking a toast or she's toasting it to him. And he's like, you know what? It's... <laughs> Like he's she's happy for him. I think I think that's that's the best part about all this is that Catherine Pride is at the heart of this. She's like, yeah, I'm I'm happy that you get to be with all your friends here on this island. I'm here. We're we're just chilling. We're drink. I I love the fact that Cat Kate is drinking too because hey, it's a sign of maturity. But and and she's older now. She actually gets to do all the stuff with with Logan instead of like, hey, I'll just be the annoying school. You know, it's like wow, she's there. She's actually there. With Wolverine. Well, she's that... a she's a freaking sailor. She probably drinks more than Logan now, to be honest. <laughs> it's so true. It's it's so true. It's so true. You know, it's also weird because, man, I I don't know what else to say that that has again that hasn't already been said about the 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 Kubert art, but man, the panel work. Like, can we talk about uh, the sort of the weird? Or not the weird, I should say, because Catherine Pride isn't just there to take toast with Wolverine or to drink a beer with Logan. She tells him about this super secret, weird, pollen sort of operation that's going behind the table that the Marauders have found out. And Wolverine and X-Force are there to help. So what's happening on behind the scenes as, as we have our first sort of antagonist in, in this Wolverine arc? The weird human cults, you guys. It's it's so freaking weird. Like, I'm so used to seeing just anti-mutant cults. You know, the purists. Um, you know, uh, you could go list for days. That's just the first one that comes ahead. But to see like a a crazy cult that worships the mutants is is really interesting to see. And I can't honestly, I'm surprised it hasn't been done before. You know, and in such a crazy way. I mean, they, they, if people that are literally branding themselves, carving X's on their face, on their mouth, it's it's just it's craziness. It's it's pure craziness, and and they just want their blood, I guess. Yeah, the the order of X is as they like to call themselves. They are they man, they are weird. It's also weird because like, well, a like 
we we found out that like we we okay so so apparently in Russia like these weird people who have like these X's on on their skin on their mouth on on their head and they're disrobing themselves and and being na- like they're they're presenting themselves naked in front of mutants and that that these that if you are a mutant you're part sort of sort of higher plane man like the interesting part about all of this Dawn of X stuff is we get to see what the world is now like because they're no longer in school they're on an, they're on an island they're on a nation and of course that's going to have to come with some some cultist groups that will create or will make a name for themselves because of the the reaction that professors had that professors had on the world and now we get this and and Wolverine and X Force just come on and like what the heck like <laughs> all these weird people it's 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 so weird seriously they are they're freaking weird I'm I'm sorry and I get it because you know these sprung up because when Krakoa was officially like yo we're here get used to it. Xavier went into literally everybody's mind on Earth. And that, like, really was... For most people, that could be, like, a real big, like, religious, spiritual kind of experience. You know, that... I mean, to other mutants and, and you know, some of the higher-ups, as far as, like, the Avengers and whatever, they're, they're kind of used to dealing with telepaths and stuff like that. So, like, having someone in their mind, especially someone like Professor Xavier, isn't, like, a weird thing. So a lot of people were just, like... they're More than anything, I think it really pushed the hate groups more than ever to really like try to take them down as we've seen in x-force and everything with with what they did with domino and like and murdering xavier like right at the first issue episode the first issue you know x-force did feel like episodes though it was a very episodic book i will say that (laughs) for sure for sure I, I like this whole this these these new bad guys that are that are popping up from this this order of the X I believe it's called and just the the, the craziness and ritualisticness of them and and using oh my god and I I don't know why I didn't think about this either about the whole idea of using the Krakoan plants to turn into narcotics like I didn't even see that coming and I should have right because that's what we're talking about we're talking about that's the cool thing about this whole new era is that we're seeing like what it really means to be a nation, you know what I'm saying? And the different things that could come from it with good intentions, bad intentions, all the intentions, there's always going to be repercussions. No good deed goes unpunished, right? It's so true. It's, it's absolutely true. And, and in the nation building, or I guess you could, whatever you want to call it, I think you could also tell that, Percy and and the our other favorite Jerry Duggan, who's writing Marauders and Cable right now, you can tell that these two are are teaming up on a lot of things because their books sort of cross over a lot. If you have if you haven't seen, like we have the we literally have the Marauders in three issues in this Wolverine book, and and these two like they're talking. They're like, hey, could I use your character so that Logan could do this weird thing on the adventure, or X Force could do this weird thing? You could just tell like these two are really close, and and they're trying, are their best friend. Like it, it, it feels like that, and I'm I'm glad because it gives sort of this nice interconnectivity with the books where you can tell that the creators are bunched together, and like you said, a think tank. And also cameos from other characters in other books. It just makes you feel like you're part of a larger world. That's, that's I think, the beauty of the ex-collaborations that have been happening for the last however, like, yeah. the year. 
Well, I mean, and Marvel is really, really good at doing stuff like that. Like, during Civil War, all the tie-ins and stuff all had stuff to do with, like, war. For instance, um, you have the Wolverine tie-in to Civil War, and that was all about extradition and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, hey, we have we have a, a war criminal, we need to extradite him to Atlantis and, like, everything there. And, and Marvel's really good at that. Like, really, it always feels like Marvel is the real-world dealing with superheroes you know dc is is, is a, a, a completely different place you know but in, in marvel it's always like more based in reality and like how can we yeah we have superheroes and all this kind of stuff but how would the world react to that you know look at case in point look at marvels like that book uh with uh alex ross and, and uh kurt Busick all those years ago you know and and like you read this book about what it's like to be a person in the world and like it's it's hard it's hard and and like have running a nation and all that kind of stuff has its has its uh all set of challenges stuff that they can like you know be prepared for and some stuff you're not gonna be prepared for like people turning stealing stealing your medicine and turning into narcotics that you can control people with. It's so weird, man. Like you look at all of these different reactions to how this supposed nation state is working out. And we actually sort of see it with the the. The CIA guy, Agent, is he FBI or CIA? Agent Bannister. Yeah, Agent F Jeff Bannister, who's a brand new character who who's sort of delving into this. He's trying, and and it's it's again, it's sort More of like Agent Lebowski, right? Agent. Lebowski. Oh heck yeah! He, like oh absolutely, he feels a lot like that too, and I like the introduction to him and and his daughter as sort of a, sort of a cursor or or an addition to the larger x mythos i like the interesting conflict that that it has with the dawn of x stuff with the all the krakoan drugs and and what it means to be a mutant and what are the mutant human relationships that are going on and, and bannister's daughter we find out that she she wants to use the krakoan drugs we're supposed to be helping mutants like it's one side helping the other side also helping i think that it again it gives a sort of larger uh, picture to whatever's going on in, in the bigger x universe but also you get to see what the human side of it is you get to see what the actual people on our planet earth feel like and respond to these to the krakoan nation state creation it's it's an interesting take but it's it's one i'm all for like she's she's you know she's she she's clearly suffered from cancer and she wants the drugs to help her and so I think I found that interesting. Yeah, no, and it, it's, yeah, she understands, and honestly, for a child, like, on their deathbed, there, she seemed very, like, enlightened. Like, she understood, like, just the world, and I was just like, it, she, she actually took me by surprise. And I was actually, I really liked that character that got, and, and, like, her, her whole catalyst to why this dude wants to fix everything and stop the, these drugs. Cause he understands like, these are good drugs. These are going to help so many people. Like we can't just have this straight up narcotics and people going crazy and all that kind of stuff. Like it's bad. And we, I, when my daughter needs it, all right, let's, let's stop this right now. It's so true. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, again, it's an interesting take to however this mutant, do you want to call it mutant menace? I don't want to feel like J. Jonah Jameson in, in this podcast. I, I could be, but I, I don't want it to be. It's 
Man, like Wolverine saving saving her life from the, the pale girl, which we'll explain in in a couple minutes, and and all of that. It's I don't know. It's sort of enlightening. It actually gives again a nice Kubert's uh, panel page spread at at the end where it's uh, there's a there's a gateway and they they plant it uh, on in in Bannister's house after this whole ordeal is over. It's it's some heart. It's some light hardening stuff. I, I like I like that sort of stuff in comics. Yeah, it's it's good to show that like even though there's war, even though there's famine, even though there's a t- like straight up attacks constantly going on on innocent people, it's really good to kind of have these heartwarming moments and these these triumphs for these characters. You know that we probably maybe not we probably won't ever see uh, Agent Lebowski and his daughter again. You know more than likely not, but. Like, just the fact that they showed up and kind of just showed, like, a a different side of humanity, if I may, you know? Absolutely. It's it's sort of, yeah, it's awesome to see the humanity, no pun, yeah, the humanity in in mutants and in actual humans and, and what that means for, for both sides. And, yeah, we may never see these guys again, but it, I think it's just, again, it's an awesome side to see and to reflect on however the response is to Krakoa. And and how everyone is dealing with it, including Wolverine. So great, nice in touch with Agent Lebowski from the X X peeps uh, in in this certain issue. Yeah, no, he was great. He great character work, great style, great great everything. Uh, really happy with this new character, and I, I I hope they bring him back more. I really do. I really hope that they bring him back more. Um, hey, in the next, but if he goes yeah. away, you know, he goes away. Who knows? Uh, hey, there, there is a long way to... This is... You see, because we, we joke about it all the time, but we can sort of figure out and guess which which books are going to be running for the long term and which ones aren't. There is no way in heck that this book isn't going to be here at the end. Because we will, it's Wolverine. It sells. He's Wolverine. There's, so there's going to... I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for Mr. Lebowski to show up, even if he doesn't again. I, I think that's sort of the best part of it it's well logan's in long term he's a famed x-men character of course he's gonna stay I, who knows we, we could see him again i i was saying like the, the sky is up it's blue and yeah perhaps we will see the blue sky shine in again on on our friend agent and his daughter so that that there's there's a good chance that that it could it might not but who knows well, if I know anything about how, like, the CIA works, which I don't know too much, but I do know, like, when people have points of contact, they, they stick with them. So, they're, they're, you know, Lebowski and him have a really good relationship, so that's their, that's the CIA's best contact for Krakoa, hands Absolutely. down. Because they work together to solve a problem for both humans and mutants, you know? Can we also talk, speaking of a couple of mutants... And we we sort of talked about this with the Jerry Duggan Benjamin Percy best friendship and, and tie-ins and whatnot. Did you notice how the Stepford Cuckoos when when they appeared in I think it was issue number three, they wanted Cable, right? They they were like Kid Omega's like yo I want to di- <laughs> date. So funny! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I love how they tie everything together in in this so seamlessly. You know that the X office is just like God, such a great team to work of working together. You know, absolutely. 
And they, they, it seems like, man, they, they're, Kid Omega wants in on him, but it's clear that, like, they have their eyes set in for a different person or to ruin, I guess, because we already saw what happened in Cable and, and how the Cuckoos reacted to Nathan's uh, enthusiasm, I will say, for him. It's also, I think the other best part or the, one of the more lighthearted parts of the issue, and then we can switch over, I think, to the, a Victor Bogdanovich part of the book is the scene with Magneto and Wolverine and they're over drinking beer at Blobs and then like Magneto collapses and Wolverine steals his helmet. <laughs> it's so hilarious. It's like, oh my gosh, it, I, that, that is great content. That is a good content. You it just is. dig around. <laughs> To see to see Magneto because you know we we've we've coined him Bragnito in this era and he has just been so so postured so like swinging his big dick around you know and now to see him just drunk like Logan Logan no, I love you man you're great man now you we've we've been around forever bro we're we're hello man like I love it I love that whole style I love why he got him drunk to steal his helmet and oh it was just. It was just great writing across the board there. I can only imagine, like, I, I freaking, he just steals, yeah, stealing his helmet, and he just takes it from, he's like, sweet dreams, bub, and he just takes it, cracks his knuckles, and Blob's like, I, I, I didn't see nothing, and then he just, and Wolverine, like, tries to emphasize with it, with, with his adamantium claws, and it's so awesome, and like, how do you? I I still can't do the down, but uh, it'll come someday. I still don't know how to do the skit, skit, skit. I, I see, like even I'm struggling skink, with it. Skink, I, skit, 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 I, it's so I, we're bad. As as a bloody, I really should know this. You know, what I'm saying as a filthy, you you kind of get away from it. But as a bloody, I definitely should know how to pronounce this. And by next podcast, guys, I'm going to know how to say it. Okay, that's going to be the first thing I say right off the bat. Okay, I promise you guys, I'm going to do better. As a bloody, I definitely should. He should. He definitely should. But speaking of that, we're going to take a small little break from our segment, and then we're going to get delve into the second of the two stories in Benjamin Percy's Wolverine. To my podcast listeners, The Grand Geekery is the best show for all news on pop culture, as well as a diversified variety of segments, conventions, and everything nerdy. Hosted by our very own Tyler McPhail and with Lamar Harris, the show runs twice a month and is available on all platforms. Please go ahead and check it out at the Grand Geek Gathering or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, welcome, so from that, guys, welcome back. To the Dom of X, where we, we've been talking about Logan, why we love him as a character, Adam Kubert's revitalization of the Wolverine franchise, and all of the bloodiness that has come in with the X-Force Marauder tie-ins with the first story. And now we're going to be specifically talking about the second one. It's a different story because Wolverine is separated sort of into two two arcs because of the two different uh, rotating artists. The second, of course, being Victor Bogdanovich. I love Victor Bogdanovich's art. He feels, you know what it feels like, dude? 
And we've already seen his stuff in Exoswords, or Tenosaurs, I should say, with the Wolverine two-shot. He feels a lot like Greg Capullo. I see so much Greg Capullo in his work. It's sort of like, it feels a lot like it. I don't know. It it feels like Capullo light art. It, it really does. I, I'm looking at... I could I could kind of see where you're coming with it, and it but it's a little bit more uh, cleaner. Like obviously Capullo, I'm not you know saying his work isn't clean, but he has like a little bit of like grittiness to it, and I'm not I don't get too much of the grittiness from Bondanovich's work as much. But I can see right. what you're saying. It's like yeah, it's 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 Capullo light. You know what I'm saying? Like Capullo diet Capullo for sure. Diet Capullo. Hey, you know what? If there is any artist I think you could take a a, a chapter or a page of a book from. I think Greg Capullo is definitely one of them, considering all of his amazing work at Marvel and and with Spawn, right, in in the 90s. And, of course, coming back to the Batman franchise in 2011 with Scott Snyder. So his art is awesome. Like, it it is really great to look at. And I think it it gives it flavor. It it really does. And I love it. Definitely, definitely. A complete side note, you know, as (laughs) with... But, yeah, I would love to see him come back and do some X-Men stuff. Like, at least covers, you know? I would love to see some some X Force covers by Capullo, but oh, you man. know that Hope. he's tied up in contracts for well for for who knows how long. I think DC is going to have like maybe four contracts at the end of the year. Oh no, because yeah, him and yeah, because him and Scott are uh, tied in with an exclusive still at, at the moment. But hey, you know, who who knows, man? Who knows? I I, I love his work. Hopefully we can, we hopefully we could get some covers of on Capullo from Capullo. On Hickman X-Men stuff. I think that would be cool. But speaking of cool. Can I just talk about how this sort of second story starts. At the second half of issue number two. Because I think this might be one of my my favorite starts ever. To a comic where Wolverine is talking about the differences. Between his old life and his new life. Of course with this old life. Yeah he's he's always it's always been split right. You've always had the bad guys versus the good guys. You've always had Professor X against Magneto. You've always had, the, you know, he, he goes up against the Juggernaut, Apocalypse, a Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike. And now it's like those two people, those two sides are now living in the same space. Like, who would have seen Magneto and Jean Grey, two completely different ideologies working together, you know, for one? Same with him and Apocalypse. It's like this guy trying to kill you one day is literally your best friend and next and next door neighbor the other day. It it is really stunning again to see and I think that's what's made a lot of waves with the Hickman X-Men stuff is the fact that the heroes and villains are finally on the same side long term. Like that to me is like holy snap. It is awesome. Definitely, definitely, and yeah, I love I love that whole section where he's like getting beat up by everyone, and, and the, the Juggernaut literally like punching through his body was just so such a great one. It is indeed awesome. You know who else is cool though, and I've I, he's you know what this is actually my hot take because I think a lot of people would say that Sabretooth is their favorite Wolverine arch enemy. For me, it's actually Omega Red. Omega Red to me, I think, has been much more enjoyable. I I love, I love Rusky uh, or Soviet villains or Soviet characters or Soviet X Men. Like we have Colossus, we got Magic. Omega Red comes from the same motherland that those two are from, and and I love his 
I just love him as a villain. Like, he's made of steel. You can't punch through him. He's He's got this rock-solid armor all plated around him. And he just has a really cool design. I love the red. I love the red and gray sort of working in together low scale. I've always digged him as an arch enemy, as a Let's character. Let's also not forget about his, his, his curse, if I may, about him having to deal with, you know, he has to kill in order to survive. You know what I'm saying? Which is a total Brubaker thing. I love that. But yeah. The, the whole idea that he has no choice, he has to kill or he dies is a really cool kind of thing that I believe the Soviets kind of added to him. I think that was a, it wasn't like a mutation or anything. It's literally what the Soviets did to him because he was basically their weapon X, you know? Right. And you have him now that he's gone from, hey, like I'm, I'm killing everyone with my weird arms and, and coming in from that. And again, amazing splash pages from from Victor Bogdanovich and and drawing Omega Red, but also the fact that like Logan, he can't kill. They're both they're both prohibited from murdering on on this island. And how do you deal with that? How do you deal with a fixation of status quo in that you can't go out there and just start killing humans because you want to and even magneto understands like yeah he's i love what magneto says like outright one of my favorite lines i think from the dawn of x where wolverine is literally running up to him and he's like bub why are you here and and wolverine prevents him and he's like no 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 go as your as he says, as keen as your species and your are as keen as your senses may be, Wolverine, you're sometimes quite blind. And Omega Red may be covered in blood, but much of it is his own. I, I love that line. And yeah, it's yeah, like Because he <laughs> Because that he gets angry. Like, you know, he's triggered when he sees Omega Red. I mean that that's a hardcore arch nemesis of him. And he does the same thing when he sees Sabretooth. You know, these are these are people that he has histories of just straight up fighting and i mean let's also not forget uh lady deathstrike yeah there's another perfect example of someone that he's beef with you know that's like it's on site for lack of a better word it's on site when he sees these people because they he knows that like they're if they're here and he's seeing them something's up and i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go ham and it didn't matter he has the more than the ability to smell the blood on him he has more the ability to kind of see him and sense how he's feeling and everything just because of his natural animalistic instincts but instead he just sees red he just sees red no pun intended and just attacks him it's it's sort of heartening to the and i want to point this out it harkens to the line he said in house of x number five literally just before they admitted every single former x villain onto the island wolverine flat out asks chuck xavier are you sure you want to do this? It's not too late to turn your back. And Xavier's just like, yeah, we have to. And Logan's just like, gotta tell you, Chuck, when you talk like that, I kind of want to beat you to death. And now it's the same thing. It's sort of, and we've seen this and we'll talk about it when we get to the end of Ten of Swords and talk about the reign of X and what we are uh, anticipating for it, predictions and what we're excited for. I think that Wolverine is going to carve out his own adventure and identity in in this new sort of era where he will forge himself sort of something different than what from from what the council sees and i think that as the as the era continues 
we're going to see that Logan, who was skeptical about this whole ordeal in the first place, and see how that will translate onto the pages after all of this Omega Red and, and parting all these ex-villains. And all the same, like it, I am excited to see what Wolverine has at stake in, in this ongoing. Yeah. And having Omega yeah, Red... Um, it could go anywhere. It can go anywhere, and like like every single time we try to do any kind of predictions for this era, they have been just they've fallen flat on their on our faces because they 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 just hit us like from every angle. We have no idea where it's going to go, and to think where because you know with X of Swords he could die. We could we could not see him. You know we're covering the rest of it next week, so we don't know. I don't know. I think Dom might have already read it, but I don't know like, <laughs> what's going to happen. Is he dead? Is Are we not going to see Logan after this? What, what's going to happen? You know, and and we and it's not like we haven't seen him dead before. He was dead for five full-on years. Like, they they brought back old man Logan just to kind of bring him in, just to kind of keep him round and fresh. And, you know, Laura takes up the mantle of Wolverine, which, by the way, I love the Laura Wolverine costume. It's so good. Like, so awesome. I love it. But... All that aside is, yeah, where where are we going to go with this? Are we going to see, or is he going to have a, a a child? You know, he's he's dating Jean Grey again. She already had, you know, her, her two kids with Scott, but why can't she have a kid with with Logan, you know? Or she or, or Storm. You know, there's also Storms on the table. I would love to see a Logan Storm child. That would be so cool. Oh, no, that would be awesome. So that would cool. be awesome. I think I think though on on the Dream Gray stuff because I actually have read the Ten of Swords content. I'm gonna pin something at you with with my boy Scott on that one. But I will say that the possibilities of whatever is happening with with Logan in as as a character and what adventures he has moving forward. There's so much they can do. Like again, so with someone who's already skeptical about this whole thing in the first place and how sketchy everything is. And what we actually don't know, like Wolverine knows as much as we do, I think. He's not in the council. He's not a commander of Krakoa. He's just seeing the world as it's, as it's flat out and laid on. And when you have someone, I think, like Magneto, reining him in and telling him, yo, don't kill Omega Red. He's he's here for a reason. A lot of his blood is, and like yours, Wolverine, is like his own. It's sort of... I want to know where they go with that. Is he is he going to be mad upset? Is he going to stone out something? Is he what is he going to do? And again, the, yeah, the possibility. And, and um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like like they should have listened to him about uh, Sabretooth. Um, I'm he's right about Omega Red, and Omega Red is uh working with freaking vampires, yo. Like what <sighs> the hell? Okay, Dude, he I... called it. He should have murdered him right then and there. Okay, Magneto is I, I I appreciate his sentiment and everything, but like when it comes to people that should die, you need to listen to Logan. Okay, I'm sorry, he's the best at what he does, and part of that is knowing who should die. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Oh, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. You are absolutely not wrong. I was so surprised when they actually brought back Dracula to the because I thought he died a couple of years ago in Marvel Comics. I haven't seen him in a while. But the fact that they brought... Wait, are you telling me somebody dies in a comic book as a comic book character and comes back to life? That can't be true. That doesn't no. happen ever. No, it's it's totally not a, a brand... It's a brand new idea. Like, imagine it. Imagine if someone died and then came back. Like, that would be revolutionary. I'm, 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 I'm joking, guys. We've seen it yeah. happen in time and time again. <laughs> and literally, like, is a main plot point for the entire rant, uh, era of X-Men. But yeah, 
But yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, yeah. So so we got Dracula back, and and this once again speaks to like what they're trying to do with like the the vampire nation, quote unquote, is trying to build up and trying to take over because they know that the humans are too busy dealing with the mutants. They're they're too worried about the mutants rising. So the vampires like, yo, let's do this. Like that was our time. Let's 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 sneak in here and take care of stuff. You know. Um. Oh man, I really want to see where where that's all concerned because as far as as far as I'm concerned. We've only gotten like a half an issue and a half dealing with the weird vampire cult or the catacombs that, that Wolverine delves into. How is that going to translate over into Krakow? And and this is this is I think I think probably one of my favorite parts again of this run is the Wolverine solo stuff. I love seeing him work alone, getting drunk, uh, and and like oh snap, I gotta beat up a whole bunch of bad guys now. It is it is freaking awesome. And and the way that's all laid out is is pretty. It's just fun to read. Like Wolverine fights are awesome to read. It just in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, it is. You can't go wrong. And like like you said, they they figured out a way to hack the Matrix and make it so he can murder people because he's not murdering people. He's murdering vampires. And what is dead cannot die. Right. That is. Yep. You are absolutely, absolutely correct. And also on another part, because we, we did talk about earlier where we had Wolverine taking Magneto's helmet and and, and using it <laughs> in in battle. I like how the council reigns him in because of the ordeal. It's, it's clear that Magneto told Xavier and, and all of the peeps up there. He's like, yo, uh, Logan just uh, stole my helmet. <laughs> and the meeting between him and and the whole entire Quiet Council, just so funny. That that's some comic level that you sort of need in these these weird, dreary, bloody type of stories. Yeah, and and it, it really like honestly, Magneto was pissed off because he got tricked and and robbed. But as a whole, the Quiet Council was like, no, dude, like thank you for doing that. Obviously, like you did the right thing, but you got to talk to us. And he's like, that's a problem. Y'all want to talk. I want to murder. I gotta save. I gotta save our country. I gotta save our people. I gotta save the world. These guys are making bad drugs. Okay, come on. They're controlling. They're they're literally robbing us. Okay, and using our drugs to make things bad. Like it's not okay. I didn't have time to sit here and chat with you guys and debate with you guys. I had to get shit done. Okay, I'm Wolverine. Recognize. And then he walks out. I, I, if he had a mic, he would have dropped it. Yeah. He would just, he just said, "Bub, I, I'm I'm here, and I I just want to do my thing, and then let go." And they, I I, I love the ending though, where where Charles speaks to him telepathically, and he's like, "Come on, Logan, you have to be responsible. We we've tried to we we've built something here, and 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 Logan's just like, "Bub, <laughs> you're not gonna like the fact that I use this helmet as a piss bucket. It's so funny." <laughs> oh my god, yes, yeah, so good. Like I I. I hate I hate to see the disrespect to Magneto, but it was hilarious that he literally peed in Magneto's helmet because he knew the second he got it back he was going to put it on. He knew because it's 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 a it's a, a it's a flex for him to have that helmet. It's always been a flex for that helmet because he's like, yo, now I, no telepaths can get in my head, you know, da 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 da, and like, oh, his face too, his face because he can he he doesn't feel it, you know, because he he pissed in it, but he it's dry, but he can smell it. And God only knows what Wolverine's pee smells like. I'm guessing it's a mixture of beer and and blood. Cigar. <laughs> beer, blood, and cigars. And cig- 
Like right there. Beer, blood, and cigars. Yes. Hard cannon. Hard, hard X cannon. Yeah, it's just awesome. Speaking of beer, though, uh, and notwithstanding to do with the Vampire Nation and how that's all going to play out, because we we actually get to see Wolverine fight against Omega Red and the vampires. There's a whole lot of them. I love the car chase or like the car scene too. Or where where Wolverine comes in with some of the vampires and and turns in with them. I thought that I thought that part was cool. I think one of the best parts though of the comic was the sort of the weird panel work that that Bogdanovich did when Wolverine gets drunk and the panels are sort of like wibbly wobbly to show you like what Logan feels and and what it's like to oh snap I'm getting doozy uh, drank too much of this weird stuff. I want to know. I actually want to know is. Can, in your opinion, can Wolverine get drunk? Can he get to a point where he drinks a whole lot of beer and, and just flat, like, it, I don't know. How do, how do you, how do you suppose the healing factor and, and all of this other stuff affects Wolverine and his booze? Well, see, I think... It also has to do so, like when you cheat, drink cheap liquor, it actually does, for the most part, make you drunker because it's bad. And base, okay, the basic science behind alcohol is that the cheaper it is, the drunker it'll get you because what it's doing, alcohol is poisoning you. That's why you feel drunk. You're poisoned. Okay, so if you have shittier alcohol, you're going to get drunker. So that's why he prefers this the piss stuff. He prefers the well because that makes him he drinks a lot of it, it makes him sicker. It's harder for his healing factor to do it. And that's why he's able, you know, that's why he drinks, you know. But yeah, no, he definitely cannot get as drunk as he'd like to. He 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 basically is just barely numbing the pain and getting through it. You know what I mean? He can't just straight up get shit faced. It's literally impossible for him. But he if he constantly drinks, he's good. Absolutely. You know what? That is a great way to put it from the bloody expert himself who cannot skint to save his life, if I may add. Uh, <laughs> I, I, had to, I, had to, I had to throw that dig at you. I'm sorry, Dylan. But, you know, it's fun. I would it's, expect it's, nothing less than from a filthy like you, bro. Oh, come on. You can't do that. All right. Anyways, what was your favorite part, though, of, of the issue? If you had to point out one section, and, and again, we will get more Wolverine because this this book isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Wolverine's a main staple of the X franchise. He's gonna have his book. What was your what was your overall favorite part? You would say of of the five issues that we got. Well, the obviously you know the 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 vampire stuff is cool, but I really liked the whole Russian uh, drug cartel, the flower cartel, and the pale woman, and all that kind of stuff. That was I think my favorite part. That seemed. Like, the, the vampire stuff is just, it's a little cliche at this point for Wolverine. He's always dealt with vampires in one way, shape, or form. He's teamed up with Blade. Uh, he, there's that whole arc where him, where Jubilee becomes a vampire, and he's dealing with... Oh, all man, that. Jubilee he, being you know, a vampire sort of, like, killed her character for me in some ways. Like, it's that was so weird. Oh, that like, was, yeah, that was, that was just, like, we have no idea what to do with her. Just make her a vampire and give her a kid. <laughs> we'll deal with her later. Um, she, she's not yeah, talking but yeah, no, I definitely, yeah. I definitely liked all. I, I liked all this stuff with Agent Lebowski. I liked all this stuff with the pollen and and just everywhere they went with it. I was I was very happy with it, and that was that was my favorite part. The, the, the vampire stuff is awesome. It's definitely setting up some really cool things that are going to happen post X of Swords. But there's just something about like I don't know, like they were they were literally 
fighting a drug war, you know, and, and it was, it was just cool. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I liked, I liked the idea of like these humans turning the, the, this medicine into drugs and like snorting it or whatever the heck they do with it and partying an, like animals. Like I, I, I just like that stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that Logan gets to have a spotlight of his own and is going to carve out an, an adventure and, and seek for himself uh, in this brand new world where literally anything and everything can happen. So yeah, at the end of the day, I think the, the most important part is that Percy gets his character because I think if the if he doesn't get the heart and soul of Wolverine, I think this book falls flat. I think the book turns from, wow, look at this uh, Krakoan. Like, it turns from this character riveting adventure to, oh, it's just drugs and who cares, right? Um, and, and I think that sort of speaks to where Percy is as a, 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 what he does as a writer. He gets, he nails what these characters are. He gets what Wolverine is. And you could tell too, because I've listened to Wolverine The Long Night, which is a podcast that he wrote absolutely tremendous he nailed logan spot on and i was like yeah he's the perfect guy for this and it's clear like after these five issues benjamin percy is the guy to write wolverine i think in this era they could have not chosen anyone newer or better uh, than than what ben has yeah. done in these five issues and and it's and it's good because you know no offense to percy but he's not great with his storytelling his stories are just not his storytelling but his his story itself is just, it's very basic, very, very boilerplate and all that kind of stuff. The resolutions are, but his strength is the voices he gives these characters. The strength is like breaking down who they are, you know what I'm saying? And I just hope he doesn't get into a spiral like Tom King does where that's all he does. You know what I mean? I, I, I think I think all writers always need to constantly like upgrade their talents and do stuff and and... I, I think I think Percy is and him working with Dugan is really like starting to level up his stuff. All the things he did on X of Swords was just like wow, like this is next level, Percy. Good work, man. I mean, it, so I, I have high hopes to see where he goes with everything, and I I think you're right. He's the perfect man to write this, hands down. Absolutely, and and again, we want to see. Uh, for, I'm gonna say it this time because you've said it a long time, Hickman, Percy. We cannot wait to see. What comes next in the upcoming books? We are excited to see what these characters, what Wolverine specifically is going to do in the reign of X. Because dawn's over, it's time for literally the X-Men to implant themselves in this world. We're done, like, let's, let's, let's ramp it up to a million. Let's see what you guys have next up at the plate and for us to consume and eat and, and for me to buy singles and, and all that. So, yes, excited. Definitely, definitely. Bring it. We can't wait. We can't wait. You guys are amazing. The X Office, you guys are all so freaking talented. And you, you're, you're, the teamwork of this of this era is unprecedented. I have never seen so much like... Um, everything just feels so natural and all together. Like in a way, I've never seen any uh, big open world universe set of books ever like even more i'll say it even more than jeff john's uh green lantern stuff and he was you know he was only working with like one or two other people i believe yep um so the fact that there's so many and doing and doing such a good job of keeping everything together is just 
Good work, guys. Seriously, good work. We should just have a podcast where, like, for an hour straight, we just talk about how much we like them as as creators. <laughs> oh yeah, let, no, we should, we should, we should, we should bring in a whole bunch of guests. We 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 have, I think, hopefully, we can have in a lot more discussion with other people. We want to bring on the pod and all that. We, we have a lot of stuff planned up and upcoming. We're we're trying to make this thing bigger and better, so you guys will be more satisfied uh, with the content that that we are bringing out. And speaking of content, guys. Uh, there is one thing that we are going to add to the podcast sort of today. And this was actually a suggestion given to my friend and one of the, one of our awesome listeners of the podcast, Cameron, he suggested that we should have a newsletter sort of, uh, where you guys can pitch in, ask us some questions. And even if it's one, two or none, we'd, we'd like to add it to the podcast. So if you guys have any questions for us and we want to interact again, Please go ahead and hit us up at domofxpodcast at gmail.com. Domofxpodcast at gmail.com. That's domofxpodcast at gmail.com where you guys email us. Email us any questions that you have had specifically on the topic we were talking about, on previous episodes, whatever questions. We will be happy to answer us too. Give us our full thoughts on the subject, on the question, everything. It was a great suggestion. I think that it gives us more interaction with you guys and I think, yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say and have to yeah. ask and all that. Yeah, we, and we want to hear your opinions, too, of characters, and we can discuss, we can have, you can hear our sides. Like, please, we want you to be as much a part of this as we are, all right? Thank you guys so much, every single one of you that listened to us. We really appreciate it. This is a very niche podcast with two relatively new people to the podcast world. So each and every listen really means a lot to us. Absolutely. And and with that and with all that other content, go check over the Cranky Gathering guys. They're the guys who host the podcast. They are also the awesome peeps who do have all of these other amazing podcasts and creating shows, all of that stuff, articles, you name it. Like you want geek content, they have it for you at thegrandgeekgathering.com. That's at thegrandgeekgathering.com for hosting this amazing podcast. And yeah, I would also like to thank Dylan once again for 16 straight episodes for for being my uh, local, like my trusty sidekick in this. Even though we are completely different sides of the favorite character spectrum, I still love him. He's still awesome, and I'd like to thank him again for for being an, an awesome co-host. So thank you again, dude, for for joining in for another episode of the Dom of X. I can't believe we're just now realizing that this is our sweet 16, bro. Oh my god. We just had our Sweet 16 podcast. Oh my god. Amazing. And you know, we couldn't have done it without Marvel and Jonathan Hickman. He's the reason why we're here today. So yes. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for having me as your sidekick, bro. I, I hope as a, as a, I'm not your young ward. I guess I'm your old ward yep. in this. That's true. <laughs> that is true. It, yeah, it is, it is I, weird, I but I you keeping me yeah. on here and everything. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you guys want to, go ahead and check us out at, uh, for, or the podcast, I should say, at Dom of X Studio. That's on literally every platform. Uh, you can also check out Dylan's stuff, his creator own stuff, his, his awesome live, uh, live shows, live everything, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, at Mr. Dylan Gray on every single platform, like I said. But, anyways, thank you guys again so much for listening to the podcast. We all love you, and I will be your professor. On Krakoa, detailing the the next installment of Exoswords, which will hopefully come out next week. But until then, guys, uh, see you on the island the next time.